The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of the owner, staff, or management of this radio station. senses and challenge your beliefs a world where science and religion clash or do they you will meet real people and hear real stories but you will not believe you will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds but you will not believe this is the new england ghost project welcome to the Tripping site, so which is uh, 
just on Facebook, do a search for Cemetery Tripping, and um, that's me. And um, I put up and today's cemetery why, was the and rural. Why face, wait a minute, while you're on Facebook, also go over to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation and like us as well, yes. right? Yes, please do. Please yes. do, because we ahead. like you. Yes. Oh, and listen, I have to give uh, give a shout-out here, uh, and I assume he's listening to Lewis Wellmeyer, who is a new friend of ours on our Ghost Chronicles page, and he said, finally, an intelligent and likable show. On- oh, they must be talking. They must have got the shows mixed up with someone else. <laughs> on the, on the uh, afterlife, so... Uh, nice guy. He uh, left us some nice words, and we appreciate that. Just wanted to give a shout out. So, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Leave and us a comment. Noticed, we'll shout at you. <laughs> and I noticed uh, cats in the the uh, chat room, and I yeah. want to give a shout out to Cat, who our good friend from Canada, of course. Anybody who gives me a uh, a large bottle of uh, Crystal Skull Vodka is co- certainly a friend. <laughs> She's a lovely person anyway, so she didn't oh, have yeah. to bribe you, Crunt. Well, it doesn't hurt. No, that's true. <laughs> that's true. We love to get gifts, don't we? Yeah. So, <laughs> anyways. Um, I got fabulous wine as well. Yes, you do. Yeah, I do. Wine for the winer. That's the way wow. I look at it. Oh. And Stephen Scott's here, all the way from Scotland in our chat room. Hey, Stephen. Yeah. And our usual uh, John. We're going to shout oh, out John. to everybody. I'm John and Nate. Right. We absolutely okay. love John. John has been, he goes, he listens to all our shows, and, I, and not only the next generation, but also the other silly shows that I have, too. So that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, anyways, last night um, was the meeting of my paranormal study group uh, at the Circles of Wisdom in Andover. This is a, a group that we meet uh, once a month, every third Tuesday, and it's on Meetup, too, by the way. So there's like 160 members in Meetup. And um, we discussed certain things. We do ongoing experiments and so forth. And uh, last night, I had a very, very special guest with me. And that yes. was, uh, I believe, a friend of yours. Uh, I he is? Yes. Uh, Mike Marquardt. Mm-hmm. Also right. known as Mike Markowitz. Yeah, that, too. Yeah. And, but And... Uh, you know, I really appreciate it because it's a long ride from wherever you guys live to uh, Andover. But, east of, uh, east of never. <laughs> east of never, never, never land, as I like to call it. Uh, but he made the trip, fought, yeah. fought, fought tremendous traffic, and, and made it there and gave his presenta- presentation, which was awesome as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I do want to say, that, you know, I mean that. The, the cool thing about what I do, and, and I like to look at everything, and I like to hear uh, different people's opinions. Okay, they may not be mine, but it's certainly enlightening to listen to other people and, and get their points of view on different things. And, mm-hmm. and oh, people yeah. who don't do that are missing so, so much. And okay. I don't have, know what this has to do with Mike, but I just did want to mention that. But anyways... <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> While we were there, uh, he also told me about this uh, this creature that he uh, uh, witnessed, and so it really uh, was so intrigued by it that I've asked him to join us. So oh. joining us now is uh, the author of uh, EVP Massachusetts, 
EVP Mike. Mike, hey, you guys, how you doing? Good. Well, Did surprise. I... Fancy Hi. meeting you here. <laughs> you know, I should get a locker. Wow. Yeah, really, you know. You, you didn't know you didn't know he was going to be on? No, he didn't even tell me. Oh, I was I wasn't Brad. Brad. I I think you guys talk about it all the time, but anyways, <laughs> you listen to the Ghost Chronicles Next Generation right here on Tojanet, Pararex, Ghost Channel and Beyond. So Mike, uh you have been doing I mean, I've known Mike first of all for probably 8 or 9 years. Uh mm-hmm. um uh, he's a fascinating guy. He's he devoted his entire life, uh, non-working life, that is. Uh, although <laughs> it is a lot of work, <laughs> two, two EVPs. Uh, and, I mean, why is it such a passion? And, and then I want to talk about what you witnessed and everything. So, But first, before we get into it, why is this such a passion with you? Because it's... Um... It, it meant something uh, to me when I first started hearing the voices. Um, it was it was incredible, you know. You're hearing uh, voices that seemingly come from nowhere, but they're intelligent voices uh, from men, women, and children, and uh, it just strikes a chord, you know. Uh, it tugs at your heartstrings, so to speak, and it um, it, it, had, it had a very large sense of uh, importance with me um, as soon as I heard a real one. And um, it just, uh, you know, it became, it instantly became part of me, and it, um, it was a, it was a, you know, a point in my life where I noticed that immediate change. That I'm like, you know, uh oh, I can see myself doing this forever now. I was instantly hooked, you know. Mm-hmm. So it just, uh, it just struck that internal chord in me, and I just, um, I just knew that I'd be, uh, I'd be recording, and I knew it was an important thing, and I was immediately driven to do it. So. And you worked with with the great uh, ghost hunter Ian Carrigan before too, right? <laughs> I have indeed. Yes. Wow, that's just you know that's the pinnacle there, right? <laughs> <laughs> she's, a, she's a good good investigator. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he he uh, he actually played some of the EVPs that he captured uh, when he was working with you, and including the famous gunshot one, which is. Uh. Yeah. It's pretty phenomenal. I, I think that's a, a great EVP. But he has so many of so many different types and uh, so interesting. Now, now some of them, and, and this was kind of a, a, a little bit of a problem last night, is, is people who become so involved in EVPs have developed the near for them, and they can hear things much more clearer, much more, that even, well, whatever, more <laughs> clearly than That's us, right. There you go. Than us who... Uh, do not. And it's kind of like, I thought about it, it's kind of like the medium, you know, the medium who develops her, their, her talents and and she, hear thing, she hears things or get messages much more <clears throat> more clearly than, <laughs> than us, us commoners do. So, I mean, Mike, did that take a, a lot for you to develop to to get to that point? Not really. Um, it was kind of, um, you know, the switch was turned on uh, very, very early with um, listening to the stuff. It's a, it's, it's a matter of recognizing how they sound and, and recognizing where in the sound that they are, uh, because you miss them. You know, you'll you play a, a recording, you know, say a one-minute recording, and you say, well, in there somewhere is is the spirit speaking, and you'd miss it. 
if you don't um, become aware of where it is. So you hear it, it's just that you don't notice it. Once mm-hmm. you notice it and you become aware of it, you say, ah, now I hear it. Mm-hmm. It's, not so much, it's not so much the, um, the ability of your eardrum to hear it, but it's the ability of your mind to discern it from everything else. Great description. Yeah. Because so many times, you know, you know me. I mean, <laughs> you hear 16 things and I might hear we one. We all know you, Anne. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I kind of liken it to um, if you listen to a, uh, you know, to a band and you say, okay, I want you to just listen to the bass guitar. Concentrate on just the bass guitar. And people would say, oh, uh, what does it sound like? Um, what is it, uh, what is it you know, all about? But if you sat down and you showed them what a bass guitar is and played notes and said, this is all that it encompasses, and now I want you to listen to the music, you'll say, oh, I can hear the bass guitar rather clearly now. Mm-hmm. So it's a matter of recognition of how it sounds, uh, and then you can recognize it um, You know, when you, um, you know, listen to recordings. They, they start to pop out after a while. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what the interesting thing about Mike was, and, and, and I listened very Attentive to, attentively is the wrong word. Uh, attentively last night. <laughs> that's really the wrong word, wasn't it? You're really uh, on a roll tonight, Ron. I mean, I you know. you know, you kill it, but you're, you're really killing it tonight. <laughs> well, actually, I'm correcting myself. You should be very proud well, of me. Well, that's true. Okay. Yes. yes. All right. I mean, the Grandma Ann, Police. I'm doing, this, I'm doing this just for you, Ann. So. Good. Good, good. The Grandma yeah. Police are back. Yeah. <laughs> so... As I listened to you, and, and someone brought up a story, uh, a question, and it was really interesting how you would answer it because you said, I forget what the exact question was, but, but the gist of it was that, like, oh, I don't need a cold spot. I don't really, you know, really care about the cold spot. I don't care what that. I care more about the EVPs because they're talking directly to me. So it, I don't care what an instrument is reading. I have my EVPs. So. It's it's like these EVPs are the only thing you're really interested in in, in the spirit world uh, investigation. Correct. Yeah, and that and um and myself mm-hmm. because you are your own best tool. Right. Exactly. Communicating uh, with with the spirit. Um, the EVP is the best. Uh, well, it's the most abundant source of uh, communication that you're going to get. It's far better than a light turning off and on. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah, it's just, that's, that's how you answered that. I remember that. Yeah. I thought that was yeah. Yeah, and it um, it you know when you have when you have a direct interaction with something, well, you've done your job now because you're getting direct information from that which you don't see, you don't feel, or hear. And uh, when you start achieving that, now the veil is basically gone, and you've stepped into that, you know, and onto that other side a little bit more, and you're getting information directly. And you can interpret it the way you see fit, you know. Um, but you know, an EMF meter, or a, a thermometer, or some other magnetometer or a Geiger counter is just not going to give you that. It's just a machine, and that's all in, uh, a recorder is too. It's just a machine. It can't capture the experience of being there. It just gives you a rendering of what the sound is, and that's basically all that it is. Like that story I say about you know Niagara Falls. You record that on a recorder, you're just going to hear a bunch of white noise. But what's missing from that recording is the visual of all the way, you know, the, the, the water, the wind, the roar, all the energy, other people that might be there, and the whole um, effect of actually being there. 
So you're left with just a little fraction of a moment in time where an interaction with spirit has actually taken place. So you put yourself in there, you get a lot more information on top of an EVP that you may capture. Hmm. That's and, great go ahead, explanation, I think. <laughs> yeah. You basically have to put yourself, um, you know, into their, uh, into their world if you, if you can or bridge that gap. And, you know, it's all about um, knowing your subject. So. And, and, and I, I know – go ahead, Ann. How many? T- I mean, how many times you talk about the light? You know, so you've got your little EMF or whatever. And how many times are you getting? You're getting great EVPs, and the light is doing nothing. <laughs> right. Yeah, so, absolutely. You know, I just I don't see any kind of correlation between the two, and you know, I don't I don't think that. You know, I agree. I mean, I, 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 since I've known you and I've worked with you, I mean, I lean more heavily on the EVPs too. Not that I record them myself, but I mean, yeah. I, I totally get your point. And I mean, sure. you're right. The the EMF detectors mean nothing. It it does help, I guess. To me. You know, people um people like um, all the toys. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> if I if I use anything, it's going to be you know one of the shack hacks because it mm-hmm. still deals with, with communication. In fact, you can get um, more readily EVPs from that thing than um, you can with just natural recording. You know, some kind of a um, – that that device, for some reason, is a better means of communicating. You know, I've gotten some really crazy stuff uh, with that little shack act thing. It's, uh, it's pretty amazing. Oh, they drive me crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I actually think they're a lot of fun. I remember uh, when we were doing a bit with Chronicles, uh, and we were at the Parker House, and uh, they had never seen it before, the, the producer and the cameraman, and, and I brought it up to the, the room, haunted room there, and we started playing it. And I ended up carrying on a conversation with this stupid radio. And it was, <laughs> it was interesting. It was all, We were actually bartering over money, and stuff. It was it was really kind of a neat thing, but a lot of times the hack shack is. It, it, I, I don't know. It just. I mean, for those who don't know what it is, of course, it, it's just the AM FM radio where the scanner has been uh, disengaged, so it constantly scans through through the uh, wavelengths, and supposedly the 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 spirits use the the uh, hack shack to speak with you, but. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm really – sometimes I think it's it, it's really good, and sometimes I just think it's, you know, uh, junk, really. <laughs> <laughs> to each his own. Yeah. Right. And and yep. the other thing, that, and that's where I'm going to go back to it, is, is I know, you know, several people like, like you, Mike, and, and Karen Marcy was another one, and uh, Mark Nez was from uh, um, Gettysburg, who are really, really great EVP people. I mean, they – tend to get more than a normal amount of EVPs and everything sure. else. And, and a lot of times I think, and, and my theory on that is, is that it, it's because who you are. It's almost like you are mediums, but electronic mediums, and that the spirit speak to you through the thing. That's Yeah, yeah I'm kind of like an EVP medium. I've actually described myself like that <laughs> uh, before. Um, however, the, um, you know, 
you get what you get, and I've always been um, always been very thankful for the recordings because I mean I do have some absolutely phenomenal recordings. It's not because I recorded them and oh, you know fluff myself up or anything like that. It's right. just they are what they are. You know what I mean? And um, it's 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 amazing when you sit back and you start listening to a recording and capture something like the gunshot. I mean, that just knocks you right out of the room, you know what I mean? It's like, holy crap, I can't wait to play this for people now, you know what I mean? <laughs> and there's so much joy from something like that. When they come through and they speak or something happens on a recording, it just charges me up, mm-hmm. you know, because I know I'm going to play this for people. And I'm going to say, hey, check this out, and they're going to get a reaction from it, and um, and they know it's real, and uh, it just, you know, it gives you another, another little insight mm-hmm. into what the uh, – the whole paranormal field uh, can can really give you. And that and that gunshot is probably the craziest EVP I've ever heard. Isn't and, it crazy? Yeah, and I you know I'm I feel so fortunate that I'm like right in the middle of it. <laughs> well, absolutely. Yeah, you were uh, describing the uh, smell of uh, roses that w- that you smelled on the upstairs landing at, right. at the Guthrie house, and um, family was coming back in from outside, and that gunshot rings out and it's over 120 decibels it goes off my decibel reading on my computer so it's it's louder than 120 decibels so it's crazy but no one heard it no <laughs> just an evp nope nope it just <laughs> it happened i mean you know i mean i'm just speaking along just da, 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 just like this just yep. like i'm speaking on on this radio show and here's a, a huge rifle shot in the middle of my of my <laughs> You know my talk or whatever. Yeah, it's nuts. It it's shocks nuts. everybody that hears it too, because I like yeah. to turn up a little bit, and um, it's it just is a uh, it's very surprising. Mm. You don't expect you don't expect it to be that loud. Right. The, the percussive nature of it and how it reverberates in the room and no reaction to anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cool. I do want to mention one thing, Nathan, in the uh, the chat room mentioned says the toys are good for ruling out stuff, and I, I kind of agree with him on certain things. I, mean, I, I think uh, I know that you're just in th- involved with the uh, just the EVPs, but an investigation when you have many disciplines, uh, it, it just gives you a better picture of what's going on there, uh, I think, anyways. It can, I guess. I mean... I kind of I kind of look at those devices um, as um, let's just say tools that you would use in school. You know, when you go in the first grade, you have coloring books and crayons, and glue, and stickers. Well, that's that's toys for me. That's what that is. It's the beginning of paranormal investigating. If you don't know how to throw yourself in the middle of it and communicate with the spirit, then you just haven't learned enough. Of but, uh, on, how, on how to do it. Everybody should be able to do it. Well, you got to realize there are people out investigating who do not believe in spirits at all. <laughs> Which is crazy to me, because why mm. are you wasting your time? Right. But, you know, to each his own. But mm-hmm. the thing about the, the all these devices is that, you know, there there is no magical device. You know, there's nothing that's going to open up the gateway. That's for you to do, your own personal self. And I'm a testament to that, because I've I've gone there, and um, I've opened up the door within myself, and that veil had vanished, and communication does happen. And as a result, the EVPs, you know, for lack of a better term, go off the charts. Mm-hmm. We, have, we have a question in our chat room from Stephen Scott, and uh, he'd like to ask you, 
Mike, if you have ever participated in a physical seance and received a voice directly in addition to through a recording device, and do you think the recorder acts as a focus for perhaps latent or untrained mediumistic abilities of all those present? That's a mouthful. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, I, I actually do a lot of live listening when I'm recording. I put the headphones on and I listen in while it's recording. And um, pretty much every time that I record, I hear stuff live. Last time I did this, I uh, was at an antique shop in, uh, in Abington here in uh, Massachusetts, and uh, I heard a little boy come through, and I, I mentioned it to the, uh, one of the other people that were there. Um, and they said, well, uh, you know, I don't think it's anybody here. Obviously, there's nobody outside. And then the little child uh, sang a little tune. And it was amazing to hear it live. And then when you play it back, sure enough, there it is on the recording. And it has, wow. to, be coming, it has to be coming from in the room because it could not, you know, enter the recorder so softly as it was from outside. You'd lose all of the, uh, the, the frequency, that high frequency would get lost because it was raining out and everything else. So it had to have been coming from inside the room, and it was, it was real trippy, you know. <laughs> a little, little little boy, a little little sing song thing going on, and I and I heard it live. I heard another one at um at a fort, uh, Fort Tabor. A woman said, um, "Help me!" And she asked me to hold her. She says, "Hold me." I said, "I can't. <laughs> and I can't help you." And she. I think that was the end. What? But um yes, you absolutely can. Always listen in if you can. If your recorder has the ability to listen while you record. Always do it and pay really close attention to it, and absolutely you'll hear stuff come in. I know that, uh, you know, Dave Brown, one of the members of my paranormal study group, has one of those recorders that delays so that you hear the, supposedly the EVP in real time. Uh, and yeah. it's, I mean, they're a, you know, a couple hundred bucks for the silly thing, but right. what is your thought on that? Uh, it's Yeah, recording playback, uh, almost like an instantaneous playback. It probably has a few milliseconds. Of a delay, yeah, um, yeah drives the nuts when you listen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it's um, if it works, it works. I've never tried it. Um, it sounds, it sounds fine. It sounds like it should work. You know, um, if you can develop a good ear so that you can hear these things, you know, and you do it very, very well, then there's no reason why you're using that device that it, um, you know, would reveal these voices in a live situation that that more easily, maybe that much more easily. I don't know. I've never I tried it. it. I hear the beeps. That means we've got to take a break. Mike, can you hang on? Absolutely. Okay, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ann Carrigan and Ron Kolick, my special guest, Mike Markowitz. And we'll be right back after the following messages right here on Tojanet, Parax, Ghost Channel, and beyond. Welcome to Tokenet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more. 
all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ann and our special guest, Michael Markowitz. Uh, and I want to give a shout-out. I guess today is the day of shout-outs. I want to give a special shout-out to uh, Leslie Dragon. Uh, Leslie actually is from ghostvillage.com. Uh, originally, I met her through there like 100 years ago when I had the first Ghost Chronicles shows, and that was uh, broadcast on uh, Ghost Village. So, uh, hello, Leslie. Hey, Leslie. So, anyways, um, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation right here on Tojinet, Parax, Ghost Channel, and Fabian. If you have any questions for us, by the way, you can reach us in the uh, Tojinet chat room, the Parax chat room, or uh, our Facebook page, which is something or other. <laughs> Ghost Chronicles dash Next Generation. I knew that. Yeah, you knew that. <laughs> and and they could always call in, right? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. How about that? <laughs> Which is uh, 877-867... Wait a minute. 877-867-8469? Nope. 877-864-4869. I don't know. I'm so confused. <laughs> I only know that because I, I wrote it down and taped it to my computer. You did. Good girl. (laughs) But anyways, yeah, if you want to call us, you can call us. Sure, if you have a question for Mike or uh, the blonde bombshell, you know, just give us a call. We'll be happy to take your call, I guess. All right. Uh, Anyways, um, we are speaking with uh, EVP specialist Mike uh, Markowitz, and he is the author of uh, EVP Massachusetts, which is a cool book. Uh, it's available. <laughs> oh my good lord! What was that? That was a rim shot for uh, Ron messing up the title of my book. <laughs> it was. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what? What is this? What is this book then? It's called EVP Electronic Voice Phenomenon: Massachusetts Ghostly Voices. I told the publisher it was too long, but they wanted to go for it. So uh, uh-huh. they wanted the name Massachusetts in the title. Well, there you go. Spells better when it's regionally um, grouped, you know. Well, there's there's a link to it on our Facebook page if people want to click on it. Yeah, just go to our Facebook page, pretend you like (laughs) us, and you can find it there instead of listening to me. Mike, do you have a website, by the way? Eh, not really. I gotta get go. it built, Ron. You know, I'm, I, just, I have my hands in too many things, and uh, you know what? As long as I've known you, you've been saying that. I'm just <laughs> yep. You're absolutely yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. Yep. Mm-hmm. True. <laughs> absolutely true. So, anyways, uh, one of the things, and, and this is the, the the main reason I I brought Mike on is that he brought with him uh, to the paranormal study group a little cutout. Uh, a uh, well, not little. It was actually a pretty good size cutout, uh, true to life size of a creature that he has uh, witnessed. 
this before. And so, Mike, why don't you tell us a little bit about this? Um, well, it's a long story, but um, basically it's a, uh, a shadow person. And um, I believe it's the, uh, the exact same entity that had um, been um, basically um, kicking the snot out of me in <laughs> astral form. Uh, I don't know if you've ever experienced uh, forced astral projection before, but it's, um, it's pretty intriguing. It's, uh, it's very exciting until something bad happens to you, then it's not fun anymore. But uh, anyway, that, uh, that's basically what that represented is, a, um, is that, that figure is the same one who has been um, basically attacking me throughout the years. Periodically, I've had about a half a dozen attacks over the last, say, 10 years or so, 10, 11 years. And, um, you know, you wake up, um, so to speak, uh, with your mind and your consciousness uh, from your body. And, you, you know, I basically see this shadow person. And wherever I am, sometimes I'm in a different location. Um, but, for instance, one time I was you know, in my, uh, sleeping and I woke up, I kind of sat up a little bit, and I saw, I saw him standing there. And he starts walking down at the foot of my bed. And he all of a sudden pulls the sheets off, grabs my ankles, and pulls me down to the front of the uh, to the uh, the foot of the bed. In a, mat- in a matter of like a half a second, basically pulled the soul right out of my body. And it was so real that it's just um, if it happens to you, then you'd say, "I know what you're talking about." Now it's kind of one of these things where you can describe a roller coaster ride, that big drop, mm-hmm. but until you actually go on it and go down the hill yourself. Uh, words, words kind of pale um, <laughs> you try, when you try to describe it. Uh-huh. That's so that cutout, that cutout is a representation of something that I saw in awakened state in my mm-hmm. kitchen. I was wide awake, and as I went into my kitchen, that thing was standing in front of me about five feet away from me. Wow. And um, I mean, I we're, talking a good, we're talking a good size here, Mike, right? That's about the right size of it, Ron. That thing um, that I showed you, the model that I showed you, is about 95% of um, what it actually looked like, at least 95% accurate. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It had the light around it. Um, and this is the, um, the really cool thing behind it is um, that during all these, um, these other attacks, there was never any light. There was always an absence of light when you view these things, these you know, it's a it's a person. Uh, it just doesn't have any, uh, you know, any face. There's no body. It's Features. a shape of a body, but there's no features to it. It's it's dark and it's void, and they can they can change the shape. So if they need to have a big hand to start throwing haymakers at your face, <laughs> then a hand a hand just develops, and they just start pounding on you. You don't feel the pain, but you feel the hand on you. So if they were to pick you up and by your throat and hold you to the floor. You feel that, but you don't feel the pain associated with it because you don't have the body. But what you do feel is fear and a loss of control, mm-hmm. and that's very, very real. Wow. So i I, I got to ask you, do you think that, I mean, you never witnessed this creature before you started doing EVPs? Well, I had my first attack um, occurred uh, prior to me getting into audio recordings. Oh, you did? Okay. Yes. One, just one time. I always uh, thought it was the worst, the, the worst nightmare I ever had because it was the most real nightmare I have ever had. 
And um, that was what was really scary about it. It wasn't the fact that um, I was getting strangled. It was the fact that um, there was a presence of somebody else um, basically like inside me. You know, when you have a connection of something, you don't just see it, but you feel it. You feel their, their presence on you and near you and their will and their whatever they're made of, you feel it because they're, they're you know, on you, so to speak. It's different. It's kind of like, oh, it's kind of like two lights, two light bulbs mixing the light together, except mm-hmm. this thing is just so negative. That, that negative energy, it, it, you can feel it inside you, you know, so you, you, you're gaining information. It's the type of communication that goes on. It's a transference of information. You, you take with you something when you get these, um, these kinds of interactions. And it's not good. Mm, no. <laughs> at all. At all. <laughs> no, do you no, think, no. Do you, do you think, I mean, just your own opinion, I mean, do you think that, like, shadow people in general are negative energy, or do you yes, think do. they could be? No, you do. So oh, I just I know think, they could I be positive. I think they're very, very bad. And mm-hmm. if you don't believe me, the next time you see one, go give it a hug. And then you you will know. You will know for yourself. You will come back and you will say, holy crap, holy crap, holy crap, holy crap, I'm not doing that again. And you'll run around around in circles and you'll say to yourself, oh, my God, why did I do that? Thanks, I'll pass. Yeah, when you find a sleep at night and there it is next to your bed or, you know, you look in your rearview mirror and there's its face or, you know, you you don't want it around you. So do you think that that it's kind of es- es- uh, escalated? For for who? For me? Yeah. I mean, originally um, the first thing, and, and now you're seeing it while you're awake correct. Uh, in the kitchen. Well, here's the thing. But that white light that I saw around it um, was a control mechanism, and it was basically helpless while it was under control of the light. Mm-hmm. The white light was approximately um, two inches, well, inch and a half to two inches wide around the entire circumference of this thing. And it was the brightest, whitest light that, um, you know, we can't even make a light that's that bright and that white. It's just a, it's, it's a very odd thing to see that kind of light. It's, um, it's completely different. Um, but I think what that represented was the control medium to show this, um, this entity in the physical world, because it also wore a mask, and I was not allowed to, to look into its uh, into its what, face. What do you mean a mask? It had a, um, it, and it sounds odd, but there was a, a, a yellow lined piece of paper uh, <laughs> over its face, a square piece of paper with a very sinister drawn face, drawn That's pencil. Bizarre. And there was no communication. There was no sound. There wasn't anything except the visual. Hmm. But when you look at this, it's, I say to myself, okay, what does this represent? That face is not a smiley face. It's not mm-hmm. a wink. Okay. It's a sinister, nasty-looking thing. It's got a smile, an evil smile. That's telling me that this thing is not a happy thing. It's a bad thing. The light around it was controlling it, and it had a blue lensing effect around the outside, like uh, almost like a wormhole opening up. And the, as the light was coming out, on the very edge, like blue, like a, you know, like a blue twisted lensing effect, like a camera lens will have sometimes, you see that mm-hmm. little blue thing, kind of yeah. like that. 
Hmm. And, and then it just went backwards in a perfect, like, machined arc and all the light trail behind it. But I think it was completely um, under control by the light because all the other times that this thing had attacked me, there was no light, and it was free to do whatever it wanted to. It didn't want to wear that mask. It didn't want to be controlled by the light. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Good trumps evil. Mm-hmm. So it had to be there. Do you think that that white light was someone extending protection to you? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Um, the only way that you can survive these things, I think, uh, escape their will is if you have some kind of um, little help from divinity. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, um, they would just overtake you. We're, we're always being pushed and pulled in different directions. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're generally a good person and you got a good head on your shoulders, I think you'd be okay. Uh, if anybody's ever experienced these things. I have spoken to other people who've had run-ins with these things, and it's never been good. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have a question for you in the, from the chat room here. Yeah. Uh, are you sure it was spirit? Is that what you're referring to? Yes, I am. Okay. Dragon, Dragon yeah. Lovers want, uh, wants to know, are you sure it was spirit? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, of all, I've seen several um, several things. Um, this one here I've seen um, only on the other side. The only other time I had seen it was um, you know, in, my, in my kitchen and um, that one appearance of it, in, in a, at least in an awake, awakened state. The other times was always, um, like I said, in an astral form. But you see it nonetheless. You, you, you're actually more aware of it on the other side because there's a certain kind of interaction that you have, a certain awareness, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, of it, and you wake up before it comes in. I, and now I do. I wake up, you know, and then I see it, you know, or I see it, and then I wake up. Mm-hmm. And you know, my wife would say, you know, I jump up, jump awake, and she says, "Geez, are you all right? What the hell's going on?" <laughs> you know. <laughs> and um, I said, "Oh, I just saw a face." You know, sometimes these things will project themselves, the image of themselves, into your mind, mm-hmm. and it literally, literally looks like they're one foot in front of you. And it's just this huge flash, and you know that it's coming from somebody because it's different. It's not like a dream. It's not like some memory you just concocted. It's mm. not like an imagination. It's not like that. Mm. A, when these things happen to people, they know what it is because there's a clear differentiation between the two, or three or four, or any other examples that you can make up to say that it's something else other than what it really is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny because um, I can remember as a child in my old house, I used to have really horrible nightmares that there was something coming at me out of the corner of my room. Yep. And I had these dreams all the time. And now I almost wonder, it was my mother, thanks. I almost <laughs> wonder, you know, was it some kind of episode like this? Because I don't see why not. they were really vivid. It was always the same. And it yep. was like there was an opening in the corner of my room and this thing was coming out of the corner. Get out of here. Seriously. And I'd wake up and, um, you know, probably call from my mother or whatever or go run in her room. But I, it, to this day, I remember those dreams. Yep. And you remember it because it has a, um, some kind of spiritual significance associated with it. And I was terrified. Uh-huh. Yep. You know what, Ian? Yep. You're not going to believe it, but when I, also when I was a kid, I would always have the same reoccurring dream. I'd be in bed, and I would hear something, and I would 
run out to the door of the room, and right beside the door of the room was the closet. Mm-hmm. And just as I reached the the door and I could see down the corridor, mm-hmm. this dark figure would grab me from the closet. And I and no, and I would I would I would see my my parents sometimes walk by the end of the, the hall, and I would yell out to them, but I couldn't. They would never hear me, and the the, the black figure would, uh, you know, grab me and, and try to pull me into the closet. Oh my God! Now, as now why? Years, now why would a now why would a child make up in their imagination a black right. shadow figure trying to grab them? You wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. So there you go. These things I think are everywhere. Um, yeah. You know, and I think they they just tiptoe around the spirit world. They're not. Um, so deep in hell, and they're obviously not in heaven, but there's groups and groups and groups of these people um, mm. that don't choose to go into the light. They choose all of the things that are... Um, well, well you know, do, you think that, do you think they're people, or are yes. they something else? No, they're people. They're absolutely I mean, people. Why, why, why do you say that? I mean, I mean, it's strange. You're talking about, you know, a a figure that's black, blacker than black, or light cannot penetrate... Uh, no farm, really. Uh, you know, why would you can you know think of it as a spirit, Mike? Because it's humanoid in fashion. Um, it always is. They have no form because they have no need of light. They have no use for it. It doesn't please them. They're negative entities. They're doing harm. They're creating fear. They cause you to be very afraid, <clears throat> and they they do harm to you, whether. It's physical or it's in an astral form of um, making you feel uh, very, very afraid. Now, I can, tr- I can honestly say that the most fear I've ever had in my life was on the other side. I was, mm-hmm. I was shown what deep, deep-rooted fear was, and I had that primal scream at one of these attacks where yeah. I actually, actually felt the, the fear and the scream start within my chest, and then it wells up like a like a ball of energy, and then it bursts out of you. And mm-hmm. I remember as I was being flipped backwards up and over by this thing, that scream came out, and it was very different. I, I, can't, I can't reproduce that in this world. It's impossible. Uh-huh. And on the flip side of that coin, I also felt the greatest, greatest gift of uh, any kind of spirituality that I've ever had, which is um, the, the gift of God's love through um, an angel for just for a brief moment as it filled it filled me up it was on the opposite end i had to I had to experience the negative stuff so that i could have the good things that came from the uh, the other experience that i had so it was a balance you know it's funny mike is, is since you started talking about this the the chat room was all filled up with oh yeah it's lit up yeah yeah from from people who experienced similar type things yes. uh yeah it's yeah. it's really interesting uh, Stephen Scott made the comment about, he said, I'm pretty sure that these are just childhood anxieties that we don't fully understand at the time, though. So, I mean, there's a lot of different opinions on that. Sure. Um, well, there's always different opinions. That, that's because we we don't know what the other side is. I mean, we all have our opinion what it is and what yeah. our beliefs what it is mm-hmm. and what we might feel it is, but we cannot, you know, prove it to someone right. else that, it is, it is. Right, exactly. I can and, just, I can tell people about it, but 
you know, if you choose not to believe me, that's perfectly fine. Right. That's, I mean, yeah. that's our free will to do so, and I have no problem with that, you know. Some people probably think my EVPs are fake, you know, and that's no. fine. <laughs> well, they're fine. not. I believe they're it. not. Now, Kat made the comment that her husband used to be chased up the stairs from the basement by a man in black that lived in the closet in the basement. And she said when they lived with his folks a few years ago, she said she actually saw the man come out of the closet when she was awake. So, you know, who knows? Yeah. She said he um, he didn't even look at me, but he physically opened the closet door and the back door, too. Yep. Seriously? That's what she says. Wow. Yep. So when these things happen to people, they remember it. Now, tell her that that was childhood anxiety. (laughs) <laughs> right. Try to right. convince her that what she yeah. saw was, you know, quote unquote, a figment of her imagination. That it just comes from some kind of psychological condition. Because, you know, when she was young, um, a tall black guy smacked her in the head or something, and now she's reliving it. And no, 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 no. <laughs> well, you know, it could be. I mean, there's there's a lot of different explanations, but I mean, I do think that we hang on to that terror. You know. Well. I can tell you that I can tell you that you know I don't think we have at least I don't have the ability to have that much fear mm-hmm. um, in this walking state. I mean I've had a lot a lot happen to me in my life and I've never been that afraid. I never had a reason to be. I, I basically accept things that come my way and um, you deal with it. But to be you know held and made mm. to feel the level of fear and loss of control of your yeah. own soul mm-hmm. is probably one of the most terrifying things. And that is a glimpse of what hell is like. Imagine that for eternity. Mm-hmm. One, one being after another sharing you different worlds that you're being tossed around in, loss of control of yourself and caused to feel um, your own personal things that make you afraid. You know? Mm-hmm. You know, psychological, not necessarily physical. You know, it's interesting. Even even in the Pararex chat room, Tabby says that uh, uh, the man in black, when I was a child, stayed in the corners and always looked like he wore a hat. I think uh, that uh, the people always referred to him as the boogeyman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, that's funny because I was just actually reading about they, they call him Hat Man. Because a lot of yeah, shadow, be, shadow people, some of the 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 hierarchy, or the, the certain to be hierarchy in the shadow yep. people world, according to some people, uh, you know, sure. yeah. And one of them is the man with the hat. Mm-hmm. There's different realms, you know. I think there's different levels. Um, you know, I, I read up on um, Emanuel Swedenborg uh, occasionally, and um, everything that he says in his books backs up my experiences, including my EVPs, which is the more profound thing um, for somebody who wrote this stuff, you know, back in the um, mid to late 1700s to be able to describe accurately the things that I have experienced in my life um, has to mean that he has some kind of a knowledge um, that was given to him like it was to me. Similar experiences, 300 years apart, and um, the information stays the same, you know, except he didn't have an audio recorder. You know, what's interesting, though, Mike, is that they did, um, what they did is they took people and they put them in total blackness, absolutely total blackness, and they were they were being monitored uh, uh, 
physically, uh, you know, mm-hmm. with different things connected to them and so forth. And they expected, because they were in total blackness, they expected a rise in anxiety and some of the, the activity in the brain and so forth. Sure. The opposite. They actually became calmer. But then they lit a small candle, or I, it was a small candle or a small light, I can't remember now, but yeah. anyways, they lit a light, and just a small one, and just enough that it lit a little bit up. And what happens is the anxiety rate and everything else rose mm-hmm. because we now could see, otherwise before we were just looking at total blackness, but now we right. could see but we couldn't see beyond the light. We were afraid of what was beyond the light. Right, right. Yeah, and that's, that's the light basically represents recognition of something that's in the dark. It brings forward everything that is in the dark because the light reveals the truth behind everything. And this is why the entities that I saw are always in the blackness, they're always in the shadows. They hide in the shadows. They don't want to be in the light. They're not, they, have, they don't have a use for it, so they hide. And that light will show them for what they are. So when you see the light inside you, there's an, it strikes a chord with you. That light is, it represents truth and it represents um, things for what they are. Mm-hmm. And beyond that is the unknown. And, it, and that makes the unknown greater to you because you can't see beyond the light. But you know the light where it's at. <laughs> and, of course, now your peripheral vision has kicked in. So right. yeah. you catch all kinds of stuff. Yep. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a saying by uh, St. Francis, and, and I love it. It's actually my favorite. All the doctors in the world can't, distinguish, can't extinguish a single candle. And yeah. I, I love that. And that's kind of what it is because light has force and energy and blackness does not and darkness does right. not. Yep. That's the difference. Yep, absolutely. So, anyways, I, I, I want to thank you for coming on the show, Mike, and explaining the black shadow thingy for us, because I was really intrigued by it. And as you, as we saw in the chat room, in both chat rooms, that, uh, you know, everybody had experiences with these little creatures, whoever they are. Mm-hmm. So, yep. uh, Pizza from the dead. Yep. So, so <laughs> Mike, once again, this has been Mike Markowitz. Uh, his book is, he's going to tell you because I, I don't want to mess it up again. <laughs> yep, it's uh, EVP, Electronic Voice Phenomenon, Massachusetts Ghostly Voices, and you can find it um, at Schiffer Press, or you can go go to uh, Amazon. You can find it there. All right, okay. Mike, thank you so much, and, and thanks again You're for uh, speaking for my paranormal group last night, and you have a great night. Thanks, you too, and uh, you know, keep the light on. Yeah, don't be afraid <laughs> of the doc. Bye. All right, thanks. Thanks, Bye-bye. Mike. Wow. So that was a surprise for you, huh? Yeah. Jeez, you're all holding out on me. Wow. Hey, you you ever go to the uh, pi- the Pirates of the Caribbean at Disney World? Absolutely. You did? It's a blast, right? Yes. Yeah. Did you know that place is haunted? No. Yes, it is. I did not. Uh, it was just interesting because I wonder how many haunted houses, you know, the, the fake haunted houses are really haunted. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's supposedly haunted by a guy named George who was a worker. Well, they were building an iron worker and died uh, a welder. So there you go. Oh. Next time you're in the Pirates of the Caribbean, you think it's uh, just part of the act. Maybe it isn't. <laughs> All right. We'll have to go in there in a little boat and explore. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, speaking of uh, pirates, uh, mm-hmm. we
we are doing three pirate cruises, uh, Jeremy Dontremont and myself, uh, pirate ghost cruises out of Rye Beach. Uh, tickets are a uh, special price on uh, Living Social or Social Living, whatever the hell it is. Uh, it's it's on my website, I mean, my Facebook page, and I think I put it on our Facebook page as well. So mm-hmm. if you tell me. So join us for uh, a ghost cruise, three-hour cruise. And uh, it'll be ghost stories and uh, pirate stories, and we're going to have pirate maps and treasure maps. And can be I bring pirate punch? Uh, I think they have a pirate pod there. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping so you anyways, make it this year. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I said I'm hoping to make it this year. All right. So there you go. All right. So, anyways, that's another show down the toilet, and <laughs> I'm the. Say goodnight to everyone, and thanks for listening from uh, Mr. Van Helsink and the Blonde Bombshell. We wake the wish you goodnight, and God bless, and leave the light on. <laughs> Mike said. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you next week. Goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.